Hey now, happy day, my fabulous friends. Welcome back to my podcast where I believe in spreading killer vibes that light you up and give you that kick in the ass to craft the life you wish to live. This sacred space is dedicated to the lovers of all things business, travel, and lifestyle. Hey, it's about time you get the scoop on the latest vibes, so let's get to it. Today, we're going to be talking about a recent trip that we just took to Mexico. We were in Tulum. And those of you who, who who have gone to Cancun, you literally just drive maybe two, two and a half hours to Tulum. It's a little bit of a ways down, um, but it's a really great place and it's a really um, up and coming place for, for couples. I think, you know, I think that's kind of the vibe. I didn't really think that there were too many kids. And part of our um, episode today, we're uh, having our guest, Rusk come in today to kind of give us a little bit of how we planned this whole thing out. And we, we're going to be talking about a experience that we both had together and it's called it the Mascal. And it's something like a, well, it's, a spiritual, spiritual, it's a spiritual retreat. Yeah, it's a spiritual retreat. It's like a sweat lodge. It's a sweat lodge. Yeah, but um, at another level, it's not... Um, well, it's very nature-based. Yeah. And it's, uh, pretty, it's not a spa day. It's definitely no, not that. No, it's, it's, it's literally a jungle. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty raw. So let's talk a little bit of how we got into it, actually, because um, Mr. Latasi doesn't really make mistakes when it comes to travel. <laughs> and this time he booked something that he did, but it was a good mistake. It was. It was. It was actually something well, that... I, I'm just kind of happy that I made that mistake. <laughs> I usually look over the itinerary pretty thoroughly. Yeah. And I had misunderstood the Temescal for the ruins in Tulum. I thought that was the name of the ruin. Yeah. Because I had originally asked the concierge of the hotel to arrange a tour for a cenote and later on the afternoon, uh-huh. a stopover at the ruins. Yeah. And we somehow that got crisscrossed in, mm-hmm. the, in the texting conversation on WhatsApp. And he had recommended a the Temescal, and I thought the Temescal was the ruins. And then when we get there, the day before, I find out we're supposed to take towels with us. I thought that was just for the cenote, but then I find I start reading into it. I I confirm with the concierge. The concierge tells me, "Yeah, when you take when you do the Mayan uh, spiritual retreat." Uh-huh. I was like, "What?" I was like texting a web Mayan spiritual retreat, and that's when I look back mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. all the was. I know, and isn't it funny because you did tell me the name, and I didn't know the name either. I hadn't. I think I had heard about it, but I, w- I wasn't connecting the right. dots either. I think I just said, "Oh, well, that sounds like fun. Like, yeah. you know, let's just go and see what it's about." I think that we just kind of like decided to just give it a shot. I honestly, to be honest with you, really didn't want to do the ruins anymore because yeah. I think we've done so many right. ruins over so many years yes. that I was kind of excited that it wasn't the ruins; it was right. something else. No, it was, it was definitely <laughs> probably the best mistake, you know. <laughs> Made. I agree with you. We've done a lot of ruins, and but you know there wasn't. There's not much out there to do besides the cenotes and the ruins, and and mm-hmm. obviously the spiritual retreat. It's you're literally in the middle of the jungle. Tulum is two hours south of Cancun, so it's you're it's right there. It's 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 as dense jungle as it possibly gets. So you're kind of limited in your options. And you know the practice of the mascas goes back to pre-Hispanic times. It's something that was done by the natives, and it was something that was created in order for people to be able to heal physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And they use steam and herbs. It's supposed to amplify your states of consciousness, especially for those who need to liberate themselves from like suffering, or if they're sick, or they feel down, depressed. Um, they really believe back then that you know if you 
um, spend some time in the heat because they do believe that Abuelo Fuego, who is grandfather fire, stimulates your inner temperature. And as soon as your inner temperature rises, all those impurities um, are flushed out. And one thing we did, they, they did tell us is we were going to sweat a lot. So for sure, we sweat tons. Um so the capillaries dilate, the heart increases its pace to keep up with the demand, and it's a sweat bath where rocks are heated and the water is poured over them, and there's an abundance of, of negative ions, that's what they're called, negative ions that are released into the air. And they're supposed to help you, especially when you're stressed and when you have a lot of tension. And I remember when we stood there and we um, began this whole process, we were met by a shaman a Mayan shaman and a Mayan healer, and his name was Freddie. But I can tell you from the moment I met him or the, the moment he started to speak, um, there was like a soothing vibration from him. There was a very clear calmness to him. There was something that it's just unexplainable. It was like you felt like he was there, completely there, present, and um, involved in the whole process. And I'm sure he probably does one a day. I think that he probably does, you know. And so it didn't feel like he was tired. It feels like every time he's there, he's enjoying it and he loves it. And he's grateful for people who come in. And, like, he tells you from the beginning, I'm grateful that you're th you're here for us right. to do this together. Yes. And he doesn't know us. No, he doesn't know. He's definitely, he was definitely very authentic. He was very genuine. Uh, he took his craft and his uh, profession very seriously. Uh, he was obviously a direct descendant of other Mayans mm -hmm. uh, that had preceded him. And and this is a, a generational tradition that has seems to have been passed on from generation to generation. And, and I think he sees himself as the, um, one of those guys called in the Olympics, the, the torchbearer. Yes. Right? So I think he's, he's now the torchbearer for this, for, you know, the, the time that he's here on this planet. Right. And... You know, when I stood there and looked at what we were doing and like I saw him, um, you know, uh, filling little cups with the honey liqueur uh, and also creating like a little nest of herbs, which were the herbs that he was going to bathe us in. I wasn't sure what was going on, but I think I just had a sense of like, let go and don't think about it. Just let it be and let it happen. Um, I think you and I tend to be like super thinkers, like we want to know everything that's going on and we want to know what's going on from point A to point B um, all the time. There's never a point in our life or in our day that we don't know what we're doing. Our day is planned out 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11, 12. Like it's always planned out. But I think this experience kind of taught us or kind of made us feel like well, suspend time. Well, well, they did. It's, it definitely suspends time and it kind of gave you a reality check of how to appreciate the little things in life that you're kind of told to appreciate. Well, you know, we're city slickers. We're, we're kids that were yeah. conditioned in a big city and time is money and time is everything. And, and you organize your day from day to day based on the amount of time that you have and what this spiritual retreat kind of did for us. And I, I don't like to really call it necessarily spiritual. It's kind of more of a a calming kind of mental mm -hmm. soothing, it's a relaxation, relaxation retreat. You know, most of us that know us, we're not very religious nor are we spiritual. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I know the two things are very different, mm -hmm. but even on, from that aspect, 
it was, it was such a mother based, mother nature based yeah. experience. So that spirituality can sometimes overlap with that, but mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was it kind of gave us reality to kind of reset ourselves, uh, not take things the little things so seriously all the time, kind of let the stuff go. And, and we know that and we try to practice that, but right. kind of recharge our batteries to help us do that more often. Because, you know, even at the beginning when he's beginning his ritual, there is a moment where you are saying, you know, thank you, or you are honoring the four uh, cardinal points. So you begin with your cardinal, you begin with the north and, you know, and then we go from there. Um and, and every time that you're saying thank you to those points, it's like a, it's a reflection of how our nature, our Mother Earth, the environment, right. the, the climate, everything affects everything right. that we do. Well, he was, I think he was, the, the cardinal points had something to do with the wind, the, the four natural uh, well, they go back to the elements, the elements right? right? Yeah, it goes back right. to the elements, but they start with the four cardinal points. Right. And you put one hand on your heart. It's the left. It's left hand on your heart right. and the right hand. Right. So it's sort of like you're swearing to right. something, but you're actually honoring and giving thanks to the to the cardinal points. Again, going back to pre-Hispanic, pre-colonial times right. when it was very much centered around Mother Earth, sure. and um, yeah, prior to Catholicism, pre-Columbian. Uh huh. Exactly. So one of the things that you definitely get to do is you stand and you also learn a song. It's a it's a song for the four elements. And once you know you say thank you, you walk into the. Uh, it's not an oven. It's like a steam bath, and it's yeah. It's a little. It's like a little hut. It's a, it's hut. a very cute yeah. little hut, it's, but it's, it's super it's, hot. It's made of stone. Yeah, and so the whole time that he's doing all of this, he's heating up volcanic stones, right. so they're very, very hot, and they're in fire at that right. point. And little by little, we are led into this little hut, right. and we sit, and um, he has to sit, you know, with our legs crossed. And um, as, uh, as we're sitting there, they're bringing in the rocks yeah. and you start to feel the heat rising and you start to sweat. Sure. Um, and for mm-hmm. me, to be honest, I started to get really nervous mm-hmm. because I started to feel the heat inside, like in my lungs. And I'm like, uh oh, I've heard about these places, you know, because some people have gotten to jail because some people die. But those are those dummies that do these stupid hippie stuff over here in Arizona. Like they don't even know what they're doing. There's like this whole documentary on this guy. Anyways, they, they kept the people in there for too long and some of them passed away. Yeah, and no, so there, there was none of that. There's none of that. He makes it clear to you that if you don't feel if the heat gets to you and you have a hard time breathing, you can easily exit that hut, or as I call it, the pizza oven. And uh, and there's there's it's there's access. I mean, it's not it's not uh, hard to get in and out. But they, what he does is that he takes those volcanic rocks and he pours water over them. And while those, those rocks are extremely hot so you have this kind of it's like a steam sauna steam sauna kind of sensation going on and the water is filled with herbs so then right. you also are it's like an aromatherapy session yeah. as well because you're breathing yeah, in it's an ancient aromatherapy session. right and so right. you know initially i i had to leave i had to leave at the beginning because i made the mistake of like sucking in too much of the air and I think it was because I was anxious. I didn't know yeah. what was happening. I think my body just, <gasps> and then I sucked it in and I started coughing hysterically. So I had to walk out, but then I went back in because he did encourage me to come back. And he said, it's going to get better. You're going to start relaxing. You just have to give your body some time and just chill. 
which is what I ended up doing when I came back in into the Temazcal. I came back in and I started to actually relax. Um, and it's very dark in there, so you can't see anything. All you can do is you can just feel the steam and you can feel the heat. But it, there is a sense of relaxation that starts to cover you, right? There's like yes. a sense of like weightlessness. Right. Well, it's the combination of the entire experience of of the his monotone voice, his the mantras that he is promulgating. Uh, it's this. It's nothing but pitch dark in there. Mm-hmm. The steam sauna sensation with the the herbal component to the. Um, water that it's infused with water that he pours in the volcanic rock and but it's really it's really the the charisma of mm-hmm. freddie of the mayan shaman. shaman that really kind of makes it a very unique experience and it it just kind of it, you almost like transcend you, you don't feel like mm-hmm. you're on earth you feel mm-hmm. like you're somewhere else it's hard for me to articulate this stuff because I'm a very <laughs> earth-based kind of guy, but it, it was definitely a unique experience. So it's for it's even for people that don't believe in any of this stuff, it's something you should try just from a mental health standpoint. It kind yeah. of gives you, it resets you. And the other thing that I, I think this is what really got me is before we walked into the um to the Temascal, he told he looked at all at us and just said, you know, this is your moment for you to say thank you to Mother Earth, thank you to Grandfather Fire. They have all these names. Thank you to Hermana Viento, Hermano Agua, like Hermana Agua, Hermano Viento, the water, all the four elements. So, and then he looks at me and he goes, and this is a moment for you to forgive yourself if you haven't forgiven yourself yet. Right. And I looked at him like, uh what are you talking like it just like hit me and i know what he's talking about because for me it was this forgiving myself for not accomplishing the things that i set out to accomplish even though i have to me if all of the check boxes are not checked off i don't feel like i've succeeded i need to have all of the checks all the checks all the things done and, you know, and, and not having done certain things or not having succeeded in certain things or not. And I don't forgive myself because I'm super critical of myself and I'm really hard on myself. Um, and sometimes feeling like I'm not a good enough mother for my kids or sometimes feeling like I'm not a good enough wife. There's just so many things that I I, I took that moment and I said, you're right. I need to forgive myself for those things because um, I need to start unblocking those, right. those negative, then neg- he tells you that right. it's unblocking the negative vibes. Right. The minute you start to unblock those things and forgive yourself and give thanks for, for our mother earth, which by the way, he said, we don't give her thanks and she provides everything for us. Yes, right. Everything. She heals us. She feds us. She nurtures us. She gives us, she gives us the water to drink, the air to breathe. And, and so he was right. It's a giving thank you for, for, for nature and what we have. Um, and I think we forget that. And I think it was a really good moment for us to kind of reflect that, you know, we are part of this earth. We are part of this um, beautiful universe and we take it for granted. We're not as grateful as we should yes. be. Yeah. And it was, that's the reset that I'm talking about is that mm-hmm. it kind of gives you a reality check. You need to be more appreciative of what you have and not to stress out over the things that you can't control and not to be so hard on yourself and not to seek perfection, you know, to understand that sometimes you get pitfalls in this world and mm-hmm. you just kind of have to deal with them, but don't beat yourself up over not foreseeing them ahead of time. And, and that's kind of things that you and I beat ourselves up about. We try to make sure that all of our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted. 
uh, beforehand that we're fully informed in situation. And it's kind of, it was, it was as good of a kind of a therapy session. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's how it felt. Right. It was a therapy session without actually going into some cerebral looking office in the middle of a downtown or middle of a major city somewhere and giving the same advice. And it was, it, it, it felt very natural. It no, felt very natural, very, very organic. Very organic, very authentic. And once you're inside the Temazcal, he will ask you as well, like, why are you here? Why are you here today in this place right now? What are you seeking? And I remember each one of us had to go around and say, and our, our tour guide was in there with us. Yeah. forgot his name. Oh, his name was uh, Juan. Mm, okay, yeah, Juan. <laughs> okay, Juan. Yeah, Juan. And I remember all of us having that moment that time. Richard. I can't remember. <laughs> um, and I know he was such a good guy too. And all of us. And so he started with his, you know, what he was, why he was there. And it, and then you said your thing, why you were there. Um, and then I said that I was there to, you know, to really get in touch with my nature, with nature and also to to let go of doubt and let go of negative things that are always blocking me because um, there's a lot of self-doubt that comes with me, you know, having grown up the way that I did. Like, why, why, am I, why am I deserving of all of these good things? Why? Like, I'm always wondering why. Why do I get to enjoy all these things and other people don't? Um, and it was just like that for me. It was just like, how do I give thanks and how do I reflect on how grateful I am for us and for you, you know, because he also said it to us as we were there as a couple, um, the blessings he gave us, the mantras he gave us were as a couple and he yeah. didn't give them to us individually. He wanted to give them and he had his hold hands and he right. had us interlace our arms because he said, you know, you guys have a really beautiful relationship and I can see that. And, you know, you being here is like cementing that relationship with each other and being open-minded with each other to be at this point where you um, right. are experiencing something like this together. Yeah. It was kind of like a renewal of the vows. Yeah. A little bit. A little yeah. bit without actually expecting that we're going to have to renew our vows. Yeah. It just kind of came out naturally because we honestly didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Uh, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast that uh, yeah. we didn't, we didn't, uh, we actually, we actually, we booked this by accident. <laughs> But, you know, we, we were instructed well, and it was kind of an interesting experience for sure. Yeah, so it's a transformation. It's a, it's a moment of transformation. It's a moment of reflection. I remember now when I left and I, was, I walked out, I felt a sense of weightlessness. Yeah. Um, I felt free. Mm-hmm. There was a happiness. I was even walking slower, and the guy mentioned, he goes, you're walking slower because you feel like a lot of things have, like, yeah. left you. Right. And I was like, yeah. And the sweat helps. Yes, it does. Detoxifies all of that. The sweat was the physical part. And then you felt like you had all that weight on your shoulders was taken off. And I think that the Mayan Shaman, Freddie, did a wonderful job. Just the entire presentation, the entire experience was, it just kind of made you feel like, you should not worry about everything anymore. All the anxieties that you have on a, on a daily basis, you kind of just let the load off. Yeah, and you know, there's a practice, and I know Oprah talked about this a long time ago. There's a practice of 
giving gratitude every single day or writing it down in a journal, um, things that you're grateful for. And I think that's where it kind of comes from. It's always starting your day with gratitude, gratitude and ending your day with gratitude and being thankful for, for, for the good things. Probably, you know, Oprah has been at the forefront of all this stuff. (laughs) She's the one that taught me about manifesting. Yes. You never know. You you never know. So those are some of the things that we experience. And I think it really has a really rich history in Mexico. It's connecting to nature. It's unblocking negative self-thought. Open your mind to possibilities. Um, Not being fearful of the unknown and being more open to the adventure of not knowing and and just kind of like thinking, wow, maybe this is something that I definitely need to continue doing and pursuing. And for me, honestly, I've been listening to the Four Elements mantra song. There's a song and I'll I'll link it to to this episode because it just like just listening to it and you listen to it over and over and over. It soothes you and it kind of sets you on your day filled with gratitude filled with hope um it reminds me of those peruvian those incan uh, musicians that play on those peruvian uh, musical Mm -hmm. instruments i can't remember off my head Uh what they were called but it has the same kind of monotone relaxing uh, tone and melody to them you know there's something to be said about old customs old native customs native american customs before they were infiltrated before they were mm -hmm, um pretty much destroyed a lot of it you know like ruined a lot of that good goodness um that appreciation for earth right and you know with with the european skin capitalism and the rest we know is history afterwards. Mm-hmm. So this kind of gave us a little bit of a reality check that we need we need to appreciate what Mother Earth and what Mother Nature gives us on a daily basis and we should probably take a step back and not stress the planet so much and on a aggregate level and not stress ourselves so much on an individual level. What did you think about the part where where he's asking, uh, you know, what kinds of things you're going to change and what, what are you going to do better? And you said something like not pursue money yeah, because that's at a always, crazy level like you always well, have. Well, that's always been my, that's always been my motivating and driving force. Uh, force. It's been my shtick my entire life. Even I remember since I was eight years old, yeah. working with my dad at his gas station, I've always had a knack for making money and, and that was kind of part of my skill set. And I also was always interested in how others made money. Every yeah. time we would travel somewhere, the street vendors, the restaurants, I was always kind of curious what their profits were and mm-hmm. how they marketing themselves different, how they were doing things differently right. from their competitors. It's just always been in my nature. That's kind of But I really want. love that about you, that you were able to uh, right. reflect on that and acknowledge that that's always been a driving force for you yeah. and that it doesn't have to be that anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. Because as you get older, you realize your priorities change and more people come into your life. You have kids that are getting older and you're your energies are channeled towards making sure that your kids succeed in this world. And, but you also realize that money doesn't have to be everything. And obviously to this generation, we see millennials and Mm -hmm. Gen Z's money is not everything to them. It's Mm -hmm. not what motivates them. So it kind of takes the load off because money has a lot of pros, but it has a lot of cons too. Exactly. And I think the cons were the part where we, stressed out so yeah, much it's, it's it's stress it makes you mis- mentally and physically unhealthy you can't sleep right you can't sleep uh, trying to get there 
you know, it brings happiness to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. it, it, brings, it brings you freedom. It brings you content, contentment. Convenience. Convenience, right? Mm -hmm. But to a certain extent. But then, yeah. then you're chasing it all the then time. Then you're chasing it. Mm -hmm. And then when it, when it doesn't work out sometimes and you're kind of killing yourself trying to keep up with the Joneses, and I'm not talking about in necessarily right. material, I'm trying right. to talk about your fellow peers and what mm -hmm. they're doing and how they're making money. And, and you're realizing, you know, everybody has a different stepping stone in life and everyone's circumstances are different. So this Mayan shaman, Freddie, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, kind of brought it back to perspective, a reality yeah. check that wasn't a therapist in an office somewhere. I'm not taking away from all the therapists in this no, world. No, but it's a different way. Right? It's a different experience. Way. I know mm -hmm. they help millions of people out in this world as mm -hmm. well to get through their issues. But this, was, to me, was something that I could relate to mm -hmm. that wasn't too... That wasn't overly scientific and overly analytical. You know, analytical <laughs> from a profit-based standpoint. A therapist yeah. is trying to make money off of this. You know, that's their career. Even though they're trying to help people at the same time, this guy wasn't in it for the money. This guy wasn't in it for authentically genuine reasons. And and to help. To help. Yeah. To be an actual help yeah. for us. So if you guys haven't tried at Temascal, if you have, if you go to Cancun all the time and you love the party scene, make one day of a little trip. You'll probably drive maybe an hour now and a half because you do go into the deep jungle um but it's totally worth the time it's totally worth the money you pay please 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 take the time to do this it is so helpful especially if you live a life of stress or you know depression or sadness or you know just or you're always on the go. Yeah, you're never slowing down. Right. This gives you a really good pause and you really start to reconnect with um with you know right. what's really important in the world and like the things that really matter and like um like Russ said you know you get to the point where you're a little older and you start to see you know there that our pursuit for you know certain things material things really don't pan out all the time and it's not necessarily um the best way to go about about life all the time um it really is a great way for you guys so please connect i'm gonna actually um if we have the you have probably the website where yeah. we um got the tour from so that yeah, way yeah. we can give it to them and everybody can see it on the descriptions we'll give you guys that information if you do decide to go we did it from uh when we traveled to Tulum. Yeah, from Tulum. Yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, people from Cancun go there, people who yeah. are in, uh, you know, the Maya Riviera, it's, anywhere. It's 45 minutes from right. Tulum. Full disclosure, the roads are a little rocky, but because you are going through the jungle. Yeah. But that's the whole experience. You don't want it in the city. You don't want it in a town. You want it in nature. Yeah. Unfortunately, to nature, the way the roads are not paved, because yeah. otherwise you'd be in a city or a right. town. So it, the roads are a little rough, but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth the about 45 minutes an hour. Absolutely. And then after after these, this this uh, spiritual experience, you jump in a cenote to cool off. So the this almost like yin and yang thing yeah. is going on between from one extreme to the other. And it's it's just it, it's really just enlightening. It's soothing. It's calming, and it kind of resets everything for you. It does. It's a yeah. great experience, guys. Really make the effort to get out there and do it. Even if you are already seeing a therapist, even if you are doing things for yourself, it's another additional thing that can help you and make things better for you, and just um, give you that. And if you guys have any questions, just please don't hesitate to DM me. Follow us at Advised by Alicia on Instagram. You will also um, on the description will see the website. Um, you can see where you can also leave a comment 
If you know me, send me a DM at think underscore chick. I'm uh, there for you. And if you have any, any questions about this, please don't hesitate. We would love to share whatever we know. This is such a great um, experience and we don't want you all to miss out on it the next time you're in Mexico, the yep. next time you're in the south of Mexico. Thank you for being here today and giving us your perspective and your side of the story. Well, thanks for inviting me this time. I, I love having you. I need to have more wine. I had a very little. I had well. I did give you what a sparkling wine. Oh, that's, that's not enough. Uh -huh. That's an appetizer. Yeah. yeah. No, but thank you for being here. And guys, please let us know what you think. And if you want to hear another different kind of episode, we really want to know your feedback. And don't hesitate. Love you guys. Yeah.